2: My ambition is to to be happy and, and feel balanced. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, my good days and my bad days are more in harmony rather than my bad days having more weight than my good days.
1: This is gonna be our secret, okay? We're gonna figure it out what it means to be fulfilled, what it actually means to be happy. This is gonna be a journey, but hey, We're only here once, right? Hey guys, this is Stuart, and welcome to the podcast. I am very excited for this one, guys. So today we are talking about mentorship and what it means to be a mentor. And personally to me, a mentor isn't your boss or a leader per se, They're walking with you in tandem. They're giving you their life experience and their insight, but they're going to let you make your own choices. They're looking for you to grow as your own person. They're there to help. So when we were starting off this podcast and we were discussing, you know, having ideas for what we're going to talk about in interviews, this came up. It was probably one of the top on my list and instantly I knew the exact person I wanted to ask to come on for this interview. And she said yes, and I was so, so humbled. And now you get to listen to Shawnee Ryan. Shawnee Ryan is everything under the sun, but she makes it look so simple. And here's the thing, if it looks simple, you know there's a hard graft behind it. Shawnee is everything. She is a mother, a wife, manager she is now going back to pursue a great passion that she's always wanted to do this woman has cultivated such a positive community online of people trying to develop themselves mentally physically emotionally so before we pop on I'm going to get Shawnee to give us a bit of an insight into who she is as a person who she is in her life up until this point and then we'll hop into the podcast
2: Lord, shawnee has been a lot of people, you know, I've been around a little while. Um, You know, in most recent years, I've been, you know, a a mom and um, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. I stayed home and and raised my kids and that has been um, my sole identity for so long, you know, whether it be a, a Brownie or a Girl Scout mom or a Boy Scout mom or a football mom or a theater mom, you know, I've always thrown myself completely into what my kids were doing and it it, those were the best years of my life absolutely um and then I went back to work probably I don't know 11 or 12 years ago oh yeah and um then I became you know more of a professional and a leader and a manager um, I'm currently in like a middle management role. I have a, a, a small department that I oversee. I'm not a store manager like I lo- was with my last company, but I really, really love um, leadership and um, uh, mentoring and um, developing talent in people. And um putting them on the path to success i'm always looking for my replacement you know whenever i hire someone or try to develop someone it's it's with the thought that they're going to they're going to replace me one day and that's what i i gear and i really enjoy that
1: that's that that's an amazing like outlook to have it's actually a word really hit me there being a mentor mm-hmm. you're saying you're using such um let's say powerful words you're not saying boss you're not saying like you're overlooking on these people you're help trying to help these people grow
2: absolutely yeah I don't like being a boss I mean I I like having a team and I like being a part of the team yeah Um, and I I do like leading a team but it's it's I'm not creating people who follow me I'm creating people to be like me
1: and tell me what's the difference between a boss and a leader to you
2: um well a boss you know has authority and exerts it um a leader is is cultivating buy-in and getting your team to believe in what you are doing um as a team as a company um mm-hmm. always keeping a company's mission and values f- at the front and center um, and developing people into you know confident role models for the next people who come along
1: where did you learn this where did you learn the difference between being a boss and being a mentor because that's not something we're inherently you know educated on we when you're when you're growing up you know you learn your maths, your english and whatever else because you're learned to like be part of the conglomerate be part of the condition of which society is trying to put us in. So where did you learn to be a mentor or who taught you or how did, how did you figure it out?
2: I learned this at Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. Uh, I, when I went back to work, I went to work for Starbucks. Um, They have incredible benefits and I could work about 20 hours a week and get full-time benefits for my family. Okay, It's amazing. Um, And I was lucky enough to be hired by Miss Wanda. And she, um, is an amazing, amazing woman with an amazing story. And she, um, she made me into a leader. Uh, she told me early on, she said, Shawnee, you're going to be a store manager someday. I said, you're crazy. And, uh, three years later I had my own store, you know, she saw it in me before anyone else ever did. And, um, she taught me how to, um, Get to know people, and learn about people, and learn from people, and and um, teach to their strengths. And um, she's she's just an amazing woman.
1: So was Miss Wanda essentially your mentor when you were, yeah, yeah. And what influenced and how did Wanda influence you into becoming a mentor? Did you think? Okay, now I've been taught by my mentor I'm going to become a mentor, or did it just naturally happen that you just decided to treat people a certain way that you were treated, and because in fact you flourished and you got your own store, mm-hmm. you thought maybe that would work for other people.
2: Yes, and it did, and um, you just you treat you treat people. I've learned that there's not there's there's a difference between being equal and being fair. Mm -hmm. And, um, I treated people with fairness and, um, respect to their individuality. And I let them, you know, like I said, I played to their strengths and helped them develop, you know, where they had opportunities and always with praise and respect and never treated anyone like they worked for me. We were always a team. And, you know, when I left, um, I actually changed locations when we relocated, but when I left my last store where I used to live, I had a team that was so amazing and so, you know, there for each other that I could I could have taken like a full month off and not even worried about how things were being run. Um, you just, you have to respect people.
1: Can we take a step back and talk about the difference between being equal and being fair? Sure. Because... That's a very powerful thing. can you explain this to us?
2: Well we're not all the same um, mm-hmm. we're all different um, there's uh, it's a quote I think by Albert Einstein something oh, I'll have to look it up something about a fish climbing a tree <laughs> I don't remember what it is uh, but yeah everyone is is different and the the playing field is not level for everyone. You know, if, if someone has, um, if someone is neurodivergent, for example, or if someone has a physical disability, um, I can expect the same performance out of them if I set them up for success to deliver that performance. And that may not be the same path that their um, neurotypical counterpart might have. You know, yeah. it, you have to create sometimes an um, a fair playing field maybe not necessarily equal to everyone that makes it's sense. like that makes sense yeah yeah and it, i mean if if you it to, to break it down even in even simpler terms think about pay or compensation you know is equal pay for everyone fair to everyone it's not because not everyone delivers the same performance
1: yeah yeah that makes sense yeah it's working in the environment and making it as fair for people so that they can thrive in it but that doesn't always mean that it's the same as how other people are working right wow that's right wow that is just like a like a shock to the like side of the head that's amazing it works um so going from starbucks now you had your own store and then you moved on Mm -hmm. Where did your career go after Starbucks?
2: Um, Well, we we relocated and I moved to a different market with Starbucks Um, and it was a completely different culture. It was quite a shock, actually. Um, I I moved into a different um, geographical location. The culture was different. Um, I had challenge after challenge after challenge in my new location and a commute that was about a hundred and I'm sorry, an hour and 15 minutes each way, 14, yeah, 14, 15 hour days. And I did, I, I fought and fought and fought for a year and I didn't have the same, um, kind of staffing options and I didn't have great peer support. That is something that meant the world to me before, Mm -hmm. you know, you have many mentors and many peers who can help you. And I just didn't have that. And, I was missing my entire life, you know, and I had no work-life balance at home. Even when I was home, my phone would be ringing off the hook. And, and finally, I just said, you know, enough. I've, I've given it a good year. You know, I relocated to this beautiful lake community um, to have a different way of life, a more relaxed way of life. And I'm missing all of it. Um, yes. So. I walked away and I took a very low paying job that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Yeah, it was worth it.
1: So how did you figure out that there was a time to shift your purpose from your passion? You have this, from what it sounds Mm -hmm. that you have this passion to be in an environment that it doesn't actually matter where you're working so long as you are building the community more than even the team where you can all kind of thrive and, you know, progress. Mm-hmm. So when did the purpose shift for you that you were like, this, this isn't working for me anymore and I need to take a step back?
2: Um, it, it shifted when I was not able to create that sort of community and um, work family that I'd experienced in the past. Mm. You know, my staffing was just a revolving door. Um, people just didn't want to work. I had a younger, um, younger culture where I was, I was in, you know, working near a college um, and people just didn't want to work. And um, I did work for a company that was very much geared toward the employees which yeah. they call, they call partners at Starbucks, not necessarily to the benefit of management. Um, and it, I, my hands were tied in a lot of situations that left me, you know, on my own working, you know, for three people, you know, yes. for, yeah, for days on end. So, um, I, I, I really just had forgotten about the the passion part of the job that I really enjoyed and just said, I physically can't do this anymore. I mentally and emotionally can't do this anymore. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So um, let's talk about, so you obviously have this, you know, self-awareness about, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your space and your environment and changing it when needed. Mm Mm-hmm. But this was um, this was a few years ago. Can we talk about what is the difference between Shawnee of then and the Shawnee of now? Like, if you two were to sit down at a table together, what would you say to Shawnee, who was in this you know situation, who was thinking, "I need to change"? What would you say to her? I would say, you know, you're.
2: You're staying in a situation that is making you um, mentally and emotionally unwell because you have come so far with it. You don't mm-hmm. want to give up. You don't want to walk away. Um, you know, I was with the company for eight years and I learned so much. And I just felt like um, I wouldn't call it a failure, I felt like it was just like leaving the game early um, to walk away. But, um, today I probably would have left even sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I would have, I would have said, you know, this isn't, this isn't serving me. Yes. It it pays me well, there's Mm. a lot of benefits. Um, but it's, it's not serving me spiritually, you know, emotionally it's, um, it's not enjoyable anymore. Um, I'm not feeling passionate about inspiring people i'm feeling passionate about firing people <laughs> <laughs> you know and um there's just there's just so so much you can do and that you finally get to a point where you're like you know i'm i'm doing a lot on my own that i shouldn't be doing on my own yes. um and today i would recognize that a lot sooner than i did and i'm not i'm not sure that i who I am today might have taken a different approach. I don't know. Um, but I definitely would have realized a lot sooner that um, I needed to take care of myself and walk away. Okay. No, I wasn't I don't think I was putting anybody above my own needs. I, I felt like my hands were tied. you know if if someone didn't want to come to work, um, you know, there's steps to follow when, you, you know, if you have to manage someone's um, performance. Um, but as I said, it, Starbucks is a very, um, partner centered com- company. So in many cases, all it would take would be a phone call to someone above me and um, my hands would be tied. You know, I didn't, like I said, the peer support wasn't there. Um, I don't felt like I didn't feel like my managers had my back a lot. Um, there wasn't there wasn't any specific incident that led to it. Um, I just remember waking up one morning saying, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have to do something different.
1: Yeah. It was that, um, that moment of self-awareness being like, I'm, I'm done. I've given all I can. Yeah. A moment like that.
2: Yeah. A, a moment of almost indifference. Like, you know, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And that wasn't, yeah.
1: yeah. That's, um, talk about you mentioned um spiritually like being connected let's talk about you know developing your passion your drive your motivation now Mm -hmm. where where's that come from
2: um what drives me now um is breaking cycles of my past you know that could be with family relationships, friendships, self-sabotage. There are a lot of cycles um, that I'm just trying to break, you know, one by one. Um, And one of those cycles is, you know, a lack of openness and connection, um, which I've actually developed quite a bit in the last several years. Um, I'm I think if I had worked on that a little bit more earlier, maybe my situation with my former job might have been a little better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So explain to us how you've grown. So what I was wondering is like being able to, you know, understand the fact that we do self-sabotage and we try to almost trick ourselves into not doing certain things that we know we need to do in order to feel more fulfilled and happy. Mm-hmm. when when did that shift start to come when you tried to start developing that or try to say in the back of your mind you know I'm not going to listen to you anymore because I'm trying to hinder myself from progressing in life
2: mm-hmm. I think once I realized that um, growing up in chaos it becomes you know what you're accustomed to And Mm -hmm. if if you don't have it, you're not stimulated. And even if that stimulation is bad, um, and it, it, safety can be a scary thing if you're not used to it. Better. Um, I value the safe spaces that I have. There are but a few, um, vulnerability is still very difficult. Um, that's just, you know, learn behavior, just to be afraid to put yourself out there. And um, I think... George, so sh- you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that's why I think social media has helped me the most. I think, um, I think it's in a lot of ways safer to be vulnerable and open on social media because you can simply you know, put it out there and walk away and you can come back and read comments if you want to, or you don't have to, or you can say, Oh, I was just pretending or "Oh, I was just acting or, Oh, it was just a joke. Or you can even delete it. Yeah. Um, so you can adjust what you share based on how people react versus, you know, standing face to face with someone and you, you tell them something and you have an immediate reaction and it's, it, it may not be the one you want, so it can be scary.
1: Let's talk about, let's talk about that. So when did you start
2: on TikTok? Oh, I think it's been, I think it's been about 15 months or so. Um, I don't remember how I ended up there. I think I think I went to look at something that someone shared with me. And and then I looked at something else. And then I looked at something else and before you know it I was scrolling. Um and then I said, "Oh, well I'm making an account. I'm never going to post a video. I'm only going to watch videos." <laughs> <laughs> I would never post a video. And then here we are.
1: <laughs> here we are 15 months later.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and TikTok's so different, you know, than the other apps because it's, you know, it's, it's active people. It's 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 video versus, you know. Uh...
0: Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: a a Facebook post that you can misread a hundred different ways or a Twitter. Good Lord. um, That's a cesspool. Um, But you know, (laughs) it is. It so is. (laughs) TikTok is just full of amazing individuals and, Mm -hmm. and stories. And I mean, God, there's just so many levels, you know, you have, people who've been through traumas and people who um can cook and people who read books and people who are actors and it's singers it's just everything and everyone and it's um it's really incredible i love it yeah yeah
1: even though like you were saying with um social media you know you can curate it how you want there is Mm -hmm. um there is an authenticity to tiktok where like you could scroll between 15 different videos and each one of those could be so completely different than like you were saying facebook posts that people can read different ways or instagram the way you know everything is meant to be curated around a perfect grace Mm -hmm. life that people want tiktok there's like a transparency there when Mm -hmm. people want this
2: yeah like I go on, I can go on TikTok in, you know, full makeup with curled hair or a messy bun and no makeup and my pajamas, you know, it doesn't matter. It it because it's me being me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a there's a definitely more of an acceptance that I have found, on that app, and with that community than anywhere else.
1: Let's talk about your community. You built something that is so amazing. Like. The amount of people that you are helping through TikTok and discord and instagram like it, it's a humbling thing to be a part of that you are that you are being the driving force behind i want to go back to the word actually with you mentor mm-hmm. how, like that's the way i feel you are like how do you feel about being a mentor to so many people in in various parts of the world
2: it is um it's humbling and gratifying you know i i am probably among you know i'm not probably i'm among the older um group of 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 our community um and there are a lot of wonderful (laughs) millennials you know I I love Millennials so much Uh, We'll we'll, I'm gonna digress we'll get back to Millennials in a bit but um, I I really enjoy um, making these friendships and building relationships that are all very different you know some are you know my my best girlfriends and some are you know a lot of people have referred to me as like a mom of the group I think there are a lot of people in our community who don't have relationships with their mom, who don't have a good relationship. And, you know, maybe I feel a little bit of that void for them. Or maybe some are peers like me that are my age and our moms. And we relate to each other that way. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, I am just as inspired by our community as anyone else is by me, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How do
1: you... S- Sorry, go on.
2: We have some amazing people in our group, for sure. That comes back to you, Stuart. Last November, you challenged us to the Marie Keating 5K-10K Challenge. And, you know, that was a, a big goal. And I slayed it, and you slayed it, and a few other people did, too. And if you have... um that sort of goal to work for, and you have an entire month to do it. It's really not that hard. Um, And a lot of people have, you know, jumped on board and and I'd say our monthly challenges are the way to do it. And we try to keep it fun and interesting and, you know, not walk X amount of steps, but try to make it more individual to each person, depending on their own personal journey.
1: Well, Hey, yeah. You're trying to cultivate, let's say the, the goals to a person's individual environment and how Mm -hmm. they are going to be able to progress to the best of their ability.
2: Yeah. So we'll create like a, a theme or a a category and say, you know, this is the kind of the area we want to focus on, but we want you to make it individual to yourself um, and and accountable only to yourself, but share your results with us. We're going to cheer you on and we're going to, you know, give you advice if you want it. Um, and it's, it's been great. I love the Discord.
1: And what are your ambitions now? When um, Let's talk about, we've talked about Shawnee a year ago. Let's talk about Shawnee in a year.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: are your ambitions?
2: My ambition is to, to be happy and, and feel balanced. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, my good days and my bad days are more in harmony. Rather than my bad days having more weight than my good days,
1: uh-huh.
2: you know, because I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have bad days for the rest of my life, um, but I, I can't let them, you know, derail me or yes. I can't crumble. Um, so that is, you know, a work in progress. Um, I do still, you know, have bad days and I, I have days where I'm like, you know, why bother? because this is the result every time. And now I refer back to the good days and the, and the successes and mm-hmm. um, the encouragement and the support that I get that I do now get. Um, that's been a big difference in the last year is, is the supportive network that I have now. It's made yeah. all the difference, yeah.
1: And what would you suggest to um, someone who's currently having bad days, who's, let's say, only starting their journey? doesn't know if they can keep going, taking the next step, doing the next challenge, what advice would you give them? Because like you said, we all have bad days.
2: Mm -hmm. So, Well, baby steps are still steps, you know? And if, if you don't feel like you can get out of bed and do a workout or clean your home or take a shower, then just get out of bed. Just do what you can. And if you get out of bed and that feels OK, OK, then maybe take a shower, you know, just one thing at a time. And, you know, there's that, that proverb about how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, yeah. So I, I, I would always stress to someone, do not give up. Be vulnerable and tell someone you need help if it's privately or if it's in our group. Um, reach out. Someone will listen. Someone will support you and encourage you.
1: Because, like, every, every day we have moments in our lives where we have the choice to either do what needs to be done or not do them because we either don't feel like it or our mind dissuades us from doing it because, you know, it causes stress or fear. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I, I need to send you that. And to anyone, like, Five Second Rule, Mel Robbins is probably one of the most <laughs> prolific books I've ever read. Let um. us I no 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna send you that copy. You don't need to look that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like I off uh, yeah. No, okay. I'm, what are your targets now for your for your community? So do you know the way you have the monthly challenges? How big, how far do you want your community to
2: reach? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We have, we've had the same, we've had the same group for a while now, you know, mm-hmm. and and occasionally it, it gets opened up and we get 20 or 30 more and then we lose, you know, 10 or 12, 20 of those. And, um, occasionally someone will gently like knock on my DMs and say, Hey, what is this discord thing that you keep posting about? And, um, you know, we, we welcome everyone. Obviously, um, it's it's open to anyone and everyone. Um, we just want to make sure that we're all in harmony and um, working towards our separate goals together. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: It does. It does. Working towards like <laughs> your individual goals in life, but being that support system. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. It's such a lovely thing to hear. Like to know that you you've never met most of these people and yet you've all had such a profound effect on each other's lives and you push yourself, you know, past your limousine beliefs. Mm-hmm. You've helped each other when you've needed this and it, it's just such a lovely thing.
2: Yeah, it's been a wonderful thing, and everybody brings something to the table. Everybody brings some strength. Or encouragement to the table um, yeah. to just fill in the, the places where we all need it.
1: Let us talk about what are your hobbies outside of, let's say, social media?
2: Um, I love cooking and baking. and uh, I love being outside, especially since you know I live here at the lake. I love being mm-hmm. in or on the water. Um, I recently got a kayak Um,
1: girl. I was going to give out to you if you didn't mention that kayak, because I look at your pictures and I'm just so
2: jealous. (laughs) So I, I just decided to try kayaking. So I went and I rented a kayak and I, I went out for a whole day by myself and it was amazing. Um, just being in the, my lake is, I mean, lakes aren't that big really, but I just felt so small in the, in the middle of the lake and so small in the world, in the universe. And it, it was so peaceful. Um, I said, okay, I'm going to buy a kayak. So my kids for my birthday bought me an inflatable kayak, um, which is actually perfect for just throwing it on the roof of the car, driving down to the Marina, tooling around the lake for an hour or two. It's absolutely perfect. It's lightweight. It's, it's, Wonderful. Um, yeah. Best best gift ever. I love it. Um, but even if I don't, you know, go kayaking, my daily walk um, is to the lake. The lake is a big part of, you know, my day every day. So um, just being outdoors um, and, and cooking. I love to cook.
1: What would you be cooking or baking? Now, is there a difference between cooking and baking? And this comes from a very, <laughs> very, very... <laughs> What's a laugh about, Shawnee? What's a laugh about?
2: (laughs) Uh, I've seen you working in the kitchen before. (laughs) The fact that you're even asking that question.
1: (laughs) Oh, do you not like my spirulina pancakes or the fact that I nearly set my oven on fire trying to cook some potatoes?
2: Blackened broccoli, I think, I recall. (laughs)
1: That 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 is actually that was delicious. That was delicious. I will. No, I will. I, I want that on my headstone. He no, died I, eating blackened broccoli.
2: You ate it out of spite. You didn't love it. You ate it out of spite.
1: <laughs> um, a little from column A. A little from column B. On my end, there. For that one.
2: <laughs> um, no, I I can and uh, I can cook just about anything, and I will try to cook just about anything. Yeah. Um got all of it you name it i'm pretty good in the kitchen i gotta say yeah yeah yeah
1: if i am ever out your way i need to take you up on that offer and then i will make you a meal and you will try it
2: fantastic will you use the slow cooker or will it be in the oven
1: (laughs) I think the slow cooker is safer for me. Except for do you remember do you remember the night when I kept messaging you saying like I keep on turning on and off the slow cooker? I'm afraid it's gonna go on fire. And you were like, Stuart, that's not how a slow cooker works.
2: No, you have to feel safe though. I said you have to feel safe. If you don't feel safe, just turn
0: it off.
1: What what advice do you wish you had known back when you started this journey that you know now what piece of advice keeps on like resonating with you
2: which journey in particular
1: the journey that is life like our okay. our lives like are so linear in the fact you know like we're born and then we cease everything else is mm-hmm. like completely deviates and goes out of trajectory what advice or at pieces of advice. Give us three pieces of advice that you'd wish you'd known as you were like going through your jobs, your careers, moving to the lake, you know, family life, social media, being vulnerable, creating this community, the journey you're on now for motivation and health and well being.
2: Well, I'd say the biggest piece of advice that I would give younger people. And it's kind of a trick question because it's advice that if was if it was given to me i would not have paid any heed to it at the time so i say that with you know full knowledge (laughs) that i may not have taken it when i needed it but what i would say now especially to young women is to um not spend your your younger years your 20s chasing love but set yourself up um education finances, career, um, set yourself up first because love is wonderful and it's almost always worth it, but relationships do end and it's much easier to move on if you know exactly who you are and what you have and, um, how you'll move forward. Wow. Um, wow. And if, some, if somebody had told me that when I was 20, I wouldn't have listened. But it's, it's my advice nonetheless.
1: Where is the self-actualization where you realize, you know, being s- not so much secure of yourself, but just knowing who you are and being at peace with yourself, well, then will, would that open you up to love a lot more than trying to find love?
2: I think it would attract the right people to you, which could, res- could result in love. Yes. Um, I mean there's all different kinds of love. I've attracted a lot of people to me in the last year that I do love that, you know, it's not a romantic love, but it's, you know, soulmates nonetheless.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think if you are, if you are, if you're authentic, with yourself and with others, that is who you're going to attract. Yes. As authentic people. And that's when connections are made that turn into something more.
1: When you, when you know who you are, the people around you will be the right people for you. Yes. Because you're not trying to fit into a group of people. It, it goes back to... um. This interesting phrase that keeps on hounding me. It's, it's, um, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Yes. And it's that whole thing when you're self aware about yourself, mm-hmm. you become secure in yourself, you know who the right people are for you to be around you. And like yes. you said, love goes not just from, like, let's say, Love of a partner, but soulmates and friends and twin mm-hmm. flames.
2: Yes, I think one of your recent affirmations really hit the nail on the head. It you know doesn't give you what you want. Love gives you who you need and who needs you.
1: Uh, where have I heard that before?
2: Yeah, I think I I saw it on TikTok or something. I don't know Instagram. Uh, somebody.
1: Somebody said that.
2: Well, I think there are parts of people's personas that resonate with you. Um, and it, it may just be a small part of who they are. Um, and you can take, you know, even that small part and, and grow it into, you know, something between the two of you and, mm-hmm. and turn that into a friendship. Um, I have, you know, I have friends that I talk to all day long, every day. Um, and I have friends that I connect with on a minimal basis um, that mean just as much to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just depends on what connects you in the first place. What What about your personas resonates with each other yeah. um, and, and bonds you? Um, the impact that you have on other people doesn't necessarily come from you know, your everyday life and what you do every day. It comes from parts of yourself that you share. And, you know, that can be just a small part of what you know of someone.
1: That's pretty beautiful. That is beautiful, Shani. It
2: it is a beautiful thing because, um, I mean, it's not just a beautiful thing to say. It's something beautiful that I experience every day.
1: Thank you for sharing that with me, with us, like on this. Shani, Ryan, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you for coming on to the podcast today and just having to chat, you know, about like drive and motivation and finding your community and your why. Mm-hmm.
2: It,
1: w- it was an amazing conversation.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure to talk to you and uh, yeah, share this time. Thank you very much.
1: No worries. Okay. Thank you, Shani.
2: All right. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. You can hear it in her voice, guys, the way she talks, like her passion is trying to help people, to help people, to show them their value. A very small disclaimer that I just think is funny and had Shawnee rolling her eyes afterwards is that I thought I deleted the whole interview because this is myself cussing my teeth on using like apps in order to do interviews for the podcast so i i kind of messaged her up and called her and said hey we might need to do it all again so just remember every exact thing you said is that okay okay and she was like stewart oh yeah cool she is an amazing amazing powerhouse of a woman and i am ridiculously happy and humbled to know her and see where she goes guys i thoroughly Curly hope you liked this podcast if you did please give a thumbs up like comment subscribe tell me what you'd like to hear next what we can discuss next tell me who you'd like me to bring on for interviews that's something I really want to get into for this podcast hear other people's stories other people's truths and passions and purposes but for now I'm going to say a farewell a good evening good morning good night wherever you've listened to this whenever you've listened to this I hope your day is both well and the day you deserve. Let's chat soon, okay? Hold up.